For all your future ticketing needs, use the promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, and save 5% off all purchases at TixBlitz.com or on the TixBlitz app. That's promo code WAR for 5% off on great seats to all events. TixBlitz provides the same great seats as other resellers, but with no service fees. Never pay service fees at TixBlitz.com. Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. My name is Kenneth Davis. Follow me on all social media platforms at That's Davis. Always fortunate enough to be joined by my executive producer, Ryan Bukovesky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. <sighs> Fortunately, today we're going to be wrapping up some Bulls discussion because <laughs> it's not going to be a whole <laughs> lot of Bulls Yeah, it's, I mean, we'll get we'll dive further into the Bulls around the draft and free agency to talk about perhaps some of the options. Actually, we're going to start here talking about that. That's how bad. This situation against the Bucks has yes. become where it's like, oh, and, no, no, no. and we'll take care of your game five if necessary, game six if necessary, game seven preview. Bulls are not going to win this series. There won't be a game seven if they if they get to a game seven and lose. This series is, is a moral victory. All right, for real. They got to okay. a game. If they force like Milwaukee to a game seven, this especially being down 3-1, it, it will say something about Billy Donovan and his players if they can resurrect this series to that degree. But clearly we already know that uh, Mike Budenholzer and Giannis Antetokounmpo have set, have laid down also, – also Grayson Allen. All right, the 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 uh, the, the three point specialist, like shooting it lights out. Yesterday's game started off, and I put in the text thread, and I wasn't in real time yet. Grayson Allen had like two strip steals, and within like a minute or two, and I'm like Michael Cooper Allen out here, right? This yeah. is before he made had just one three. This is before right. he became a splash brother out of nowhere, right? And, uh, and I, like driving it to the hoop, like Kobe or something like that, just bouncing off contact, flipping it up dude, there. Listen, I understand the scheme or the plan that Milwaukee is using. Of course, penetrate, kick out, and I got I get when Giannis is the person penetrating the fear, and you 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 he's such a great player having three people on him. You you, you feel like you have to do it. If Grayson Allen is one of the people out in the arc, please stick him. And I'm not saying forever, but during that game, by his third three, it's like, yeah, don't leave Allen. All right. So I don't know what's in combination of what he did Friday in game three. And then what you're seeing happening is a repeat in Sunday's game in game four, because he got up at least five out of six before he missed another three pointer again. And that would be enough for me. Like around three, I'm like you. I'd be like, all right, somebody else beat me. How dare you make me get up to watch this early? And I could have enjoyed my Sunday. All right. And you're telling you me I got to wake up two hours extra early to watch this damn thing. I don't feel like you got up early. I feel like you joined the game. I don't think you got up to watch the game. Did you? No, I thought. Uh, no, 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 no. I thought we were texting before the game. I thought no, we texted we, a little about we recording schedules. 
Okay, okay. Uh, I didn't. I still thought you know you was doing your own. You're out there in the sunny weather. You're enjoying your life. You're not worried about this bull stuff. <laughs> Time but, uh, doesn't exist. Right. Uh, but to get up in the morning with the hope that okay, game three in United Center was a mirage. It was Milwaukee pro- proving their championship grit. You know, now the Bulls should be able to. Have, have, and just a little subtext. You had the beautiful day Saturday, so you're probably riding good vibes right into Sunday. And this Bulls game wanting to just be like, huh, game three was a, a blip. That wasn't uh, they just exactly. didn't show up. Listen, went out and enjoyed the, the lake front with the family. All right. Really just it soaked up, you know, what I'm saying the waves crashing and the tranquility of the lake. And then to start off my Sunday with some bullshit um, was just disheartening. You were, and that was the point I was trying to say. You would think that the, the Bulls, you know, okay, you got beat game three. You were standing that. Now this is your counterpunch. And their counterpunch was their fist was grabbed, twisted, and clocked. But not just a, a fist clock with the elbow ending to, to accent it. You know saying? The punctuation. Exactly. It was. And then to have your two stars walk out early, like they bout that life as far as like, oh, yeah, next game or we did something in this game. I I was just I was totally disappointed with that game in in game four. Um, The Bulls, it was it was it was a a horrific letdown. Giannis had 32 points. Zach Levine had 24. Patrick Williams had 10 rebounds. Giannis had 17. And Giannis let them in assists. He had seven and Zach had 13. And of course, our guy that had led us and assist the game before Alex Caruso is out on concussion, concussion protocol. Right. Wasn't a dirty hit, but still he that like, it's just one of those things that when it, when it rains, it pours, you know what I'm right. saying? It's, it's bad. Coaching. The same thing. It's, it's bad coaching. It's also, um, it's also how your team is set up. It's, it's set up poorly for this situation. And this is why I'm talking to you. I told you when we, about two months ago that I fear Milwaukee. And we were naming it teams or whatever. And I was like, dog, I don't, I'm Milwaukee. Like, I'm telling you, Milwaukee. And they are down Chris Middleton beating the right. crap out of the Bulls. Getting me, like, better. There's only one team I feel like. Maybe, maybe, I don't, I think, I don't, I don't think with uh, Joel Embiid's injury to his thumb ligament that um, the Sixers can pull it off. But I'll give them the fact that they have him on their team. But there's only one team I think can beat Milwaukee healthy, and that is the Celtics. I think the, Cel- I think, I think the Celtics got the run. Real year. quick, yeah. where is uh, Miami in that? Because I'm with you. Like Celtics looking right with Jason Tatum and just that overall team defense is suffocating. I mean, they're just I don't think Miami they're not can letting listen. the Nets do anything. Listen, they have the shooters in Miami when you're talking about uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, right? But I still don't – I mean, look at the scores that the Celtics – the two-way scores the Celtics have and the length. I I think it's the Celtics' year, and you know I for years have talked about – we talked in the last episode – I wouldn't split up Brown and and, and Tatum, Mm -hmm. and it's clicked. You know what I'm saying? And now Robert Williams is back? Like the thing was, could they wait until on the fools? You do like now. Now you're now with these big teams, they can play against or play better rather against these larger teams or whatever. But I mean, look at did look at Daniel. Like who, who rejuvenated Al Horford? All right, when, test them. 
Test him, everybody. Where's the drug test set? Check his jury. Something about that Boston air really speaks racism. to his soul. That's a... <laughs> Ugh, I smell the N-words just populating throughout the sky. Oh, my God. Ah! my game. <laughs> hate. My game is fueled by hate. <laughs> um, but still, getting back here in the game of these bullies. Um, listen, Patrick Williams has shown some signs, but he still hasn't shown us anything to think that his future is cemented. Um, Zach Levine has been grueling, playing hurt. You can tell he's hurt. Um, this is what happens to a certain degree with DeMar, one, being tired from having to carry this team throughout the regular season when the chips were down and everybody else, but also it's playoff basketball and everyone knows what, what he wants to do and where he wants to get it. And they can dedicate a player or two, let alone you have him being up power forwards. All right, he's playing against Bobby Portis. And think about how tired he is by getting muscled around by crazy eyes, Bobby Portis. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I was going to say, it's this team, when it comes to playing larger teams, it's built poorly. Dog, Javante Green should not be out there. That's just the truth of the matter. And when you're when you're when you're depending on Jones Jr. to knock down threes, it's one thing where it's like, all right, yeah. if you're open, if you're open, we know you got to keep them honest. But it's another thing where it's like, man, sometimes we're looking for you. It's like, dog, that's no son. It, not like this. All right. It's, it's Twitch said on the matrix. Not like not like this. Like it's this team. And again, they 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 flipped it over. Arturis Carnesotis and Mark Eversley. They flipped it over fairly quickly. And I'm not saying say that they had would have answered everything in one offseason, but clearly you can see the holes. You need another 3 and D person, and it, even with that, a 3 and D person as long as you know what. You need a rim protector. I don't know how you're going to get it, and I'm, I would prefer it be through the draft where it's cheap, but then that means you have to take a minute for this kid to kind of get situated and, to, and used to the league, even though kids are doing that faster now. That's a bunch of defensive kids popping out you know, all over the league. You look the kid down in, uh, with the Pelicans. You look at whoever you saw Majiri drafts. All right, like watching – the damn Toronto uh, Raptors is like, what? So it's just another guy that's six nine and long and can damn near do everything. Like how? It's, that's all you guys. Especially that's, seeing Scotty Barnes take Rookie of the Year, and I'm just thinking, uh, yeah, like that definitely hurts. But, but still, getting back to this Bulls game at home, I mean, they snatched the crowd. The Bucks snatched the crowd out of the building. They did exactly game. what you said, and we made a clip out of it. They, the Giannis punched them in the throats right away. And that thing was suffocated and over with for two games. <coughs> yeah, dog. It's um, it's it's definitely um an eyesore, you know, and it's it's disheartening. But I didn't expect the Bulls to beat. I, I will say this way: I was punched drunk. All right, Friday, and I I was on Shine of Mine, and I said Bulls in six. I was so drunk off that Kool Aid. I came on the other day. Was like, yo, I, I was, mean, I was, come on, I was bro. bugging. Like, I was full on bugging. They I, were, no, but common sense. I was being such a homer, and I'm a person. I'm a Milwaukee Bucks stand too. I told you that I feared Milwaukee, and you weren't the only person that was pew pew pewing Milwaukee now. And I was still like, no, nah, Milwaukee. I fear the Bulls face. There's no way I was pew pewing Milwaukee. You wasn't putting that respect. You wasn't putting that respect versus the Bulls. No, that was on Chris Paul, who's. Tied 2-2. <laughs> no, no. This was a different... This wasn't that episode last week. Yeah, this I think was, you're misremembering me as disrespecting the Bucks. There's no way. We, you asked me, this is your question. What teams in the East do you fear versus the Bulls? And I named Milwaukee as one of mine. And you was like, Milwaukee? Like, And I was like, yes, I still fear Milwaukee. That's what I'm referencing. It's okay if you don't remember, mm. sir. 
It's okay. You don't have to remember everything. You're out here in the streets doing Lord knows. But see, that's what. the funny part. I do remember everything, and I don't remember. Not really, so not, not everything. Not everything. True. Not everything. You're good, but you're not great. Get over it. Get over yourself. Look, you don't even have highlights in your hair, so we can't trust anything you actually. Say. Oh, it's highlights in here all the time. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So what were your thoughts before we transition to what the Bulls need to do as far as your thoughts on this last game or the last couple of games since we have been off for a few days? Um, yeah, I mean, just to add on to what you've said, they got to get more athletic. I don't like that Patrick Williams is kind of your only like super athlete in the front court. Otherwise, everybody's pretty limited. I think that that's an area where they definitely need to improve and just kind of overall size. I mean, especially if you're going to have, I mean, it's not that the bulls are small or anything like that, but they have a lot of like six foot six and under dudes. It'd be nice to, I guess, maybe have some more front court length. I mean, they're pretty good when they go small, but like you said, if a team goes big, like they just have nothing. And even if Patrick Williams is your four with like the 76ers, when Joel Embiid is healthy, let's say, and let's say you have Vucevic, I don't know. I still think that that's a bad matchup for them. I'd like to see them, I guess, explore the possibility of moving on from Vuce because he's the most easily movable player that has the most value besides maybe Patrick Williams, which I don't know about you. I'd be looking at that. Are you kind of like in that spot where, you know, good offer for Patrick Williams. Let's do this. I think you have to be. Um, I would hate to be a fool and miss out on Patrick Williams because I don't know if they're in a true window. And I guess the window would depend on what they can get. Um, it was on with Sean and Maya and um, Adam Shalafo, who is a, a sports reporter. Now he he was he was here doing bull stuff, but he's a sports reporter out in North Dakota now. And uh, he was talking about revisiting perhaps the the um, the Grant trade. Um, and perhaps them throwing in Isaiah Stewart. I would do it, but I would begrudgingly do it because I like potential. But if me and like and lacking potential, no, that's is a weakness, and you can miss out on something. I still don't know if if you if you throw in Jeremy Grant, put it like this: if you throw in Jeremy Grant, is Jeremy Grant the guy that's going to be the determining factor and that dude? Because I don't know if they have that guy consistently. Um, I will say this: If you add Isaiah Stewart to this roster, it, it it when we talk about them getting pushed around and there's no threat, you add a threat to this team. So in a way, it makes sense. Um, but I mean, Patrick Williams has a lot of skills. It's the, the real question is how much dog does he have in him to right. implement and draw it out of him? Um, but see, I, I I don't know what the championship window truly is. Is the championship window based off of Demar's? having maybe another year, a year or two of being somewhat this good. I don't know if DeMar's going to be this good next year. He's, he's trending older. I don't mean this, that he's at the precipice, but he is. I mean, he's he, he has to do a lot to get what he has to get. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of that's a high, some high usage with well, that, that, that young man. Don't you think that's where it starts? Like literally you've hit like kind of the point where it's like uh, the origin uh, origination when we're looking back on this kind of like early run or just the 2020 hindsight, you got to decide what you're doing with Pat Williams. Either you're in or you're out, right? Like you're going to count on him to be a guy for you. 
which, you know, would influence certain decisions, I would think. And maybe you try to construct the team around him, Zach and DeMar, <laughs> or you say, we can't rely on him at all. We don't know what we're going to get. And then you're just on the hunt for that kind of third piece to match with Zach and DeMar and kind of make a move that way. Cause I mean, I wouldn't think that you're thinking three, four years down the road winning a title because that's going to be the least productive Zach and the least productive DeMar you're going to get. Well, it wouldn't be the least productive Zach. Zach should still be in his prime prime at that point three years from now because Zach is, what, 27 about? So we're saying when Zach is at 30, he should be at his his peak where his athleticism may be some uh, beginning to wane, but his skill should be at, at his at his top peak from of the just more experience in the league. I will say this to be honest with you. I would be interested in finding something that that I could get for Vucevic. You know, like that's where I like if you if there's still teams out there that are willing to give you quality players for him because he's still I mean he can play he still can play well and his game will age well, but I, I, I don't think they're good enough to have their primary big be off and on as often as he's off and on. You know what I'm saying? It'd yeah, if he was deadly, if he was a sniper back there, right? Okay, then you live with talking. the defense. You're getting enough rebounding. Everything's cool, but when it's like, which boots you gonna get? You know or, what you're not gonna get on the other end. That's what. See, and then I was gonna say, or if he was a dynamic defender, then you could live with his shot being broke at times. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, one, he was still. If let's just say, if his if his if his, if his percentage was close to what it was, he would still draw out his his defender. You know what I'm saying? So he would be keeping them honest, but he's being broke, but you're getting something back on the defensive end. So just to piggyback what you were saying, he would be the one that I would be looking to see what I could do. Because I could get me either. I can get two players to do what he can do. You know what I'm saying? Like I can either get someone who can score or I can get someone who's a rim protecting big and then try to implement hope. Maybe I get some more of that scoring out of P will, you know what I'm saying? So like the Vooch, I think, and just, he he's never truly clicked on the first, the real time he's clicked, is during his playoffs, but unfortunately, the rest of the players aren't clicking at the same time. But Vooch would be kind of the one that, if I could still get value for him, that I would probably be looking to move off of and and look to see what I'm going to be doing with the rest of this team. Because think about it, they still looked at Vooch as being somewhat a big that can implement the offense. How often do you really even see him running the offense from the high post? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, it's, you did, he's not really doing the things and the reasons that they told us that they were bringing him here. He's not knocking, consistently knocking down the three. He can rebound. We, we all know there's limitations to his defense, but he would probably be the guy that I'd be looking to see if I can do something with. But I don't think anybody here deserves, depending on what someone would give you, is uh, untouchable. Let me say that. I don't think you have an untouchable on this roster if someone's really trying to give you something to get something. Uh, but he would probably be – because this is the thing, too. You damn near got to run it back, which is kind of like, uh Because if you run it back – Yeah, does Lonzo make that big of a difference? I don't think so. I think, no, I think Lonzo is the difference between you having the sixth seed and the second seed, to be honest with hmm. you. I think. I mean, I can see that for so, sure. So, I mean, one, you're not even playing Milwaukee in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a huge difference compared to you having to play Milwaukee. Not to say that these, like, these, the Bulls could have beat some of these other teams, but just still pointing out 
there's a huge difference in you having to face Milwaukee in the first round. And also the fact that the, the it pace with Lonzo, but also you have another six, seven defender when you're switching. And everything. just crazy good on the ball. Yeah, so like I think Lonzo makes it, but am I saying that they beat Milwaukee with Lonzo? I'm not necessarily saying that, but it's it's a much I feel like it's particularly if Chris Middleton was out that it's it's more competitive than what it is right now because it's there's something to the spirit that what Lonzo brought to this situation too, offensively and defensively. You know what I'm saying? So, but still, you have to see what you got to remember. Caruso was out for a large amount of this year. Zach was hurt. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, if somebody's outside of Zach and Lonzo, Caruso's injury was more fluky. P. Will's injury was totally a fluke. You know what I'm saying? So we're not even saying that all these injuries were from injury-prone, quote-unquote, players. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of mm-hmm. – they probably want to see what a full season of this team could have together, what they have. But – and I, I get it somewhat. You still have to make some moves because if you stand in the same place, you're still – you're going backwards. You're not moving forwards. You know what I'm saying? So that – I mean – and I'm and this also it would be interesting to look and they get – because it's – the thing about it, they've only been here for – even though it's longer than that because of the pandemic, but basically a season and a half. And we're talking about Mark Eversley and Artiers Karnasovas being that, you know, they got hired after the all-star break or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or no, it was after the pandemic when the pandemic first it was kicked in off. the middle when they like <laughs> shut down kind of thing. Right. It was in when everything got shut down and when it opened back up the bulls record, didn't allow them to go into the bubble. Right. So they've been here like two years about, you know what I'm saying? But still, as far as games played, they haven't been here that much, you know what I'm saying? And eyes yeah. on this team on the court. So I feel like they're going to be tempted and probably will somewhat run it back. But even running this team back, it's not a championship roster. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I would love the idea of getting maybe someone that's not as skilled, but you had a sharpshooter and a guy that's really athletic and can do some dynamic things defensively at that five position or one of the front court positions because you got to, I think, leave room for Pat Williams if you're keeping him because that's where I'm kind of struggling. Like Pat Williams is going to get you the most in return. And if he's the backbone of any type of trade, like that's how you're going to get a splash of something that's really going to help Zach and DeMar. If you're keeping him out of there, you could still add a nice piece, package that first rounder with Vooch, maybe another one of these younger players or something like that, and get a solid, maybe even all-star type player. But that would be the max you're getting. And not to say Pat Williams is going to bring a superstar or anything, but if you're talking about getting someone that's a legit all-star, maybe just under superstar, like you're going to need to throw Pat Williams in there. Yeah, I mean... I wonder how... I, I just wonder how they're going to look at Pat Williams this year. Cause if you're saying we got to keep him and we need him to develop, I think you got to give him more opportunity then too. And if you keep it running back, like you said, and maybe add a piece, there might be even less touches for him. And the last thing you can have with a guy that's just not got enough dog in him is give him an excuse not to have more dog in him. If he's going to be just buried in the corner shooting these, you know, corner shots and that's it, I I don't think you're going to develop that kind of alphaness that you're looking for. So 
if you're going to keep him to me, I would want to be a little bit more defensive minded, more athletic in the front court. Cause you feel good about your backcourt with Lonzo Caruso, Zach, DeMar, get something that can really help your team in other facets besides offense. Cause it seemed like when you didn't have Caruso on ball, you were just horrendous defensively. True. With really nothing except Pat Williams as this great individual defender, but that's well, nothing. Supposedly, in the NBA. not yet. He's yes, not a great. Supposedly, defender. supposedly. Again, I would want to keep him, and I could be wrong in that, and want to see because I I just don't think they have a. Ch- I don't think what you get for Patrick Williams makes you a champion. I guess that's what I should say and get to. I don't see that happening. Now, I'll say this: you may be able to trade him and bring in more assets that you can use for other trades. You know, but that that may not be what the, the the light at the end of the road you desire. But I would think one thing that you brought up, if you if he can become a better defender and you could look for that that center being a guy that can rim protect and knock down a shot, you may be able to cook with start cooking with some grease then. And then also with some of the salary that Vucevic has, you can kind of fill out perhaps that backup center slash power forward with another guy that's valuable that can kind of run the offenses, you know, like a Thaddeus Youngish type of cat. You right. know what I'm saying? That can that's why I was wondering if maybe in free agency there's an Al Horford type, like not a superstar, but maybe like an all-star type that you could put in Vuce's spot maybe save some coin there. And if you package maybe Vooch in that first rounder, maybe jump up a little bit into the draft, get a little bit higher selection, you know, depending on what that player is, roll with this free agent, Pat Williams as your backcourt and, you know, find maybe another couple pieces or two. They do have that European power forward that I'm blanking on. I don't know if he's at all close to coming here, but maybe he's you can kind of like, he's, a, he's in a, what's the name, right? Is he in Schomburg? Oh, the G League? Yeah, I believe he's in the G League. I think I saw him on a bench. Off in the States? I think he's out okay. there. I think he's out there. I think he came over. But so, I'm, Go ahead. But just depending on some of these minor moves, maybe you can kind of rework this roster, and you've already got a lot of pieces in place. You know Caruso is one of your prime off-the-bench pieces. You got a good starting five. You just They just need to try to improve a little bit. Running it back, like you said, I just think is – no go if you're really trying to win something next year. Well, I know they probably don't think they can win something next year. And they hard to hard. They will have to make a significant move. And the move that I listed, I don't necessarily believe that's significant enough that when like the big dogs come out in the Eastern Conference like they did when it started getting wrapped up for the playoffs, that you're going to be able to knock those big dogs out. And on top of that, that Billy Donovan is going to be able to get that whole thing moving in the proper direction. So far, I can say that. I think he's a, I think he's a decent to good coach. I don't think he's a great NBA coach as of right now. Um, but again, he, his team has been hampered by injuries majority of this season. And he, his team got off to a fantastic start, a better start than anybody initially thought they were. They, they, I still believe for the most part, they had to have the most days at number one of any Eastern Conference team, you know, on top of the Eastern Conference division. You know what I'm saying? So, or, or conference, I mean to say. All right. That's it for this Bulls talk. We'll be Maybe back. Maybe next year. Yeah, we already on that, y'all. Maybe next year for the Bulls. But you know what? It still was a lot better season than we expected. Um, and, and they were hampered by injuries, not to make it a full-on excuse. And let's hope next year. L- listen, Arturi Karnasovic and Mark Eversley have already proven that they were better than the regime prior to them. Like, the regime prior to them – 
a lot of the things they did. Some of the things they did were through the draft. Shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Taj. But a lot of stuff they did was just luck. Shout out to Derrick Rose and that that few ping pong mm-hmm. balls that bumped you all mm-hmm. the way up. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to them getting someone like, like Joe Kim Noah was a player that I loved in college and I was happy that they brought it here. That's it for that Davis show. Um, pray for Ryan as he goes gallivanting throughout the world in the next couple of weeks. Um, as always, don't do anything. I'm trying to make it back. back. Yeah, try. Hey, if you, call me if you get lost. All right. <laughs> we appreciate it.